Over 2,000 years ago, two disillusioned disciples walked along a dusty road to Emmaus. They had just witnessed Jesus, their friend and leader, whom they hoped to be the Messiah, suffer a gruesome death by crucifixion. Doubt, fear, and uncertainty clouded their conversation as they journeyed home questioning the future. Until something miraculous happened. The risen Jesus appeared and answered their questions. Today, many young Catholics step onto college campuses with numerous questions about their faith, yearning to know if the seed of faith given to them as a child is both true and practical. Using the miracle on the road to Emmaus as a model, young adult ministers conversed weekly for three months with college students about the most pressing questions they had about the Catholic faith. As they journeyed together virtually, something amazing happened. Doubts disappeared, fears faded, and Jesus revealed that he is still alive. Hearts Burning Within Us, the latest book from Patchwork Heart Ministry, scheduled to be released in the summer of 2021, is a result of that grace-infused conversation. To pre-order your copy and help spread the word about the book, visit patchworkheart.org. Welcome to the Sewing Hope Podcast. This is a show all about implanting hope in our hearts. I'm Bill Snyder, joined by my friend Anne DeSantis. We're glad you're here for our uplifting conversation about faith and how it sustains our hearts through all the seasons of life. Thanks for walking with us. And good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Sewing Hope Podcast. I am Bill Snyder. It's great to be with you here this evening. Thank you so very much for joining us. And no matter where you are listening and how you are listening to us, thank you very much for being a part of our program this evening. And know that you can follow, friend, and like us on all our social media, patchworkheart.org. I don't want to spend too much time uh, talking about ourselves, though, because I have... Uh, as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Anne DeSantis, and we have a wonderful guest with us tonight. But Anne, uh, welcome to the program. How are you this evening? Oh, go ahead and unmute yourself there, Anne. Hello, everyone. Good to be here. Bill, great to see you here on Zoom and our uh, audio podcast here with our amazing guests. I've been anticipating this show for quite a while with Frederick Chagog, he is from The Message LLC. So, Frederick, thank you so much for joining us here on Sewing Hope. Thank you for having me. Uh, glory be to God. I'm thankful to be here. Woke up breathing. And I just thank you for the work that you're doing, spreading this message of God's love and his hope. And I'm grateful to be here. Yeah, exactly. That's what this podcast is all about, Sewing Hope. And your whole life is about Sewing Hope, isn't it? Yes, Yes. And I want to make a shout out to the person who brought us together. That would be my own brother, Joe Morales. Uh, 
Yes. And he brought us together for this podcast and introduced uh, us so that you can be a guest here. So thank you, Joe. Yeah. And for also for him to sharing this podcast with friends and family members too. Yes. Bless you, brother Joe, my man. <laughs> That's right. So let me read your bio and okay. we're going to dive right into your story. Frederick Chagog, the founder and CEO of The Message LLC, is inspiring, educating, and creating healthy lifestyles for all as, as a motivational speaker. Dumpster diving, panhandling, and drinking were once everyday activities for Frederick Chagog. Despite a decade of alcohol abuse and time spent homeless, Chagog transformed himself into a graduate with high honors as a motivational speaker He's on a mission to help others combat substance abuse disorder and mental health experience in creating and facilitating workshops to address the community's needs in the areas of collegiate recovery, substance use disorders, and mental health. He's changing the way colleges serve, educate students in recovery and dealing with mental illness. Frederick was recently selected as the opening keynote for the Missouri Mental Health Impact Summit. He was voted as a Philadelphia region's black men icon of 2020. Frederick was selected to the All-State PA academic team where he received a full paid tuition scholarship to Westchester University. He's enrolled in the Honors College studying communications. Lastly, Frederick was featured on Fox 29 segment for goodness sakes show with Bill Anderson. To learn more about Frederick, visit his website at themessagellc.com. What an incredible bio. Um, thank you. I'm beyond grateful. Uh, that wasn't a plan. It's just God said, I got something else for you to do. Um, I, I can't even believe myself sitting here, you reading it, I get emotional because it's just, just goes to show how good God is. Yeah, you came to the right place because this podcast is all about God, about faith. And here we are during this Holy Week mm -hmm. where we celebrate the passion, death, and resurrection of our Lord and Savior. That's right. That's right. So why don't we start with the beginning of your faith journey? We always do that on this show. We'd love to okay. hear the full story of you and how you came to be where you are right now. All right. Well, first of all, thank you for having me on. Uh, shout out again to Joe. Thank you so much. He's been nothing but a mentor and a friend, and I consider him family. He's a good man. Uh, thank you for the work you guys are doing because you're bringing hope and light to the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So it, it, it needs to be stated. Um, even if I wanted to be something other than a Christian, that choice wasn't going to be made till I was about 30 because I came into the world and I was going to church in my mom's stomach. That was just what it was. And when I came into the world, um, my first job was cleaning the local Baptist church with my grandfather. Um, I grew up in Sunday school, going to church every week. I learned so much uh, because church was an ingrained part of my life. Uh, and, and what happened was growing up, I was taught the Bible and saying my Easter, I remember memorizing my Easter uh, speeches and growing up in church and going to Sunday school and vacation Bible school and all that. I understood church and I understood doctrine, but I didn't understand application. I didn't understand spirituality. So as I went on, you know, I had my, um, my run with addiction, right. And, and it got very nasty, which we'll sure we'll get into. Um, 
then it wasn't until at that bottom that I realized how powerful Jesus was. It wasn't until I was at death's doorstep and he literally resurrected me from the, the steps that I realized Jesus is real. This Bible that I carry, these prayers that I say, they mean something. Um, so that's how I honestly, because I, I would like to tell you I always believed. And I did because it was ingrained and it was part of my childhood. It was real dogmatic, but I didn't understand what it meant until I was downtown begging for change. And a man said, you're not dying today. I'm a, I, ambulance is on their way and God changed my life. Wow. That is incredible. Yeah. You know, God was with you from the very, very beginning. And mm -hmm. even through all of those uh, challenges that you went through. Right. So after, you know, you went through your childhood and you remember church vacation, Bible study and being yeah. taught the faith. Right. Um, so what happened as you entered into those teen years? If you can so explain. for me, yes. So uh, addiction, I, I, people, the best way to explain this is, is that addiction is a brain disease, right? Like it's nothing I ask for. I'm born. And, and to basically break that down to you is a lot of people assume people with addiction is you become a teen, you start maybe, you know, smoking weed or drinking beer. That's not how it started. The first thing I ever abused was my asthma inhaler because it's a disorder. So anything that I touch, even to this day, I have, uh, by God's grace, I'll have five years sober June 21st this year, right? I can promise you that my wife doesn't let me heat anything in a microwave because it's supposed to go on two minutes. I put it on four. Right. Like I, I eat so much ice cream. I, my cholesterol shot. Up. I, I have an addictive personality, so I have to manage that part of my life. Um, the, the piece of what happened was, is that when I got my teen years, I was dealing with low self-esteem and I was dealing with bullying. There was things that were going on with me that I wasn't talking about because I felt shame. And I, I didn't understand perspective. I wasn't reading scholarship. I wasn't educated like this. It wasn't until those teen years really did a number on me. But as I got older, God intervened in my life and he never left me. He was always by my side. And it took me a long time to realize that that's when things started to blossom. So the 10 years for me was hard. And then from that point, obviously, you know, things got more challenging, right? Because yes. after those teen years, you know, I know that part of your story is that you did become homeless. Yes. You did become addicted. Yes. And it got to a point where basically you you were at your lowest point. Absolutely. But that's where the Lord met you, too. Absolutely. Um, and, and what I tell people is the greatest thing for me is that I ate out of a dumpster. And a lot of people think that's crazy. But the reason I say that is because that's when I really found God. When when I was at the bottom and I wanted to die. And I felt that I was a mistake and I felt that my life didn't matter. And I felt that because of my background and things I had been through, that I was just a waste of space. But when that man gave me that pillow, because he woke me up, I woke up, I didn't have no shoes, I am nothing. I'm downtown Philadelphia, I'm drunk, passed out, addicted, all that. And the man woke me up and I said, let me die, man. I'm a mistake. I'm a horrible person. I failed at life. I, I just, I'm not meant to be here. He said, you ain't dying today ambulance is on its way here goes a pillow and a bottle of water and it had to be an angel because after that i don't remember nothing else that's when i knew that i wasn't a mistake and god loved me i just needed to get the treatment and help i get and to find out what my gift is and let's go 
I, I, that's a beautiful visual, honestly. And, and I wonder where that gentleman is today. I, I owe him, I owe him a dinner. I owe him steak. I owe him I, I, a Hallmark card. I owe him Green Bay tickets. Something. He saved my life, but that's what God does. He saves. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. That's what God does. And that's what this podcast is all about too, because whether it's addiction, whether it's a health crisis that people have, Yes. I mean, part of this podcast, we call it sowing hope into broken hearts. Right. And part of what brought Bill and I together was that we both came to a deeper faith because of the fact that we had suffered heart problems. Mm -hmm. I mean, so I thank God every day that God saved me from dying after my second pregnancy mm. from something to do with a you know, heart condition. And Bill, of course, had a, a congenital heart issue that has, you know, brought him to his knees on in many points of his life, which I'm sure he'll share a little bit later on. But whether it's a health condition, whether it's an addiction, whether it's some other crisis, a loss of job, a loss of faith. I mean, God knows this past year, a lot of people have been through so much, right? Absolutely. In this past year of 2020 in the pandemic. So tell us more as far as after that happened. So the gentleman came your life was on a, a better path. As soon as that happened, God came and lifted you up. So yes. what happened after that? So when that gentleman uh, got me into the ambulance, he, st he stayed there with me the whole time too. never forget that stayed there with me. Ambulance got me, I get into treatment center and, and this is where God's first, this he's always been with me, but this was the first sign that things were getting better. So I'm on a psych unit. I'm at Kirkbride. All right. I'm in a psych unit. Now, uh, your, your brother Joe know about Kirkbride. He knows that whole system. And let's just say that being at Kirkbride was not a very good day. OK, so I'm up there and I'm on the fifth floor. Fifth floor is a psychiatric unit. And uh, there's some people up there that are having some a very bad day. So I'm up there and we're calling all the different treatment centers of my insurance because you get options on your insurance to call treatment centers. And all of them saying, no, we're full. We don't have nobody. So I called the one treatment center, Living Grin, and they didn't even accept my insurance. Right. They didn't accept me. Don't you know that the, the, the therapist comes in my room that night and she's crying. She said, Freddie, if we can't find you nowhere tomorrow, I got to send you to a homeless shelter. And I'm like, don't worry. I don't know what it had to be. God that told me to tell her, don't worry about it. Everything will be all right. The next day she walks in and says, who's your favorite counselor? She's crying. I said, what are you talking about? She said, Livingston called. They got a bed. To this day, I don't even know how. I don't even know who paid for it or how. All I know is, is that God made a way when there wasn't no way. Oh, that's one of my favorite songs, by the way. Yeah. I, I mean, he made, he, he made a way when there wasn't mm -hmm. one. I went to bed that night and there was something over me. Just knew he going to take care of it. And he did. I walked into that treatment center. I did 78 days. I stopped counting my days. I made my days count. And I'll never forget. God humbles us, right? Oh, yeah. And, and this is how he humbled me. I'm in the basement of a treatment facility. And I'm picking out the clothing. And I remember the guy asking me, are you going to pick out underwear? And I was like, what? And then it hit me. God had put me in a, a basement of a treatment center. And I was going through the underwear. And I'm picking out the ones that aren't stained. I needed that pain to wake me up to how real this is. And when that happened, guess the first place I went in treatment? I went to see the pastor. First visit. And I went in there and I said, listen, wow. I'm done. I'm beat up. I need help. He said, brother, let's pray. I got on my knees in that office and I prayed and I said, Lord, I'm done. 
I need you to put in me what I don't have. And I don't know what it was. Guess what he did? He put it in me to start a prayer group. Before I left, I had a prayer group. I started with three people. Before I left, I had 34 people, staff included. True story. Wow. Oh, my goodness. I didn't know if Bill had anything to say because, you know, all of us here, all three of us have understood what it means when God intervenes. So, Bill, what do you have to say about Freddie's life so far oh. and what you've been hearing? Oh, it's incredible. It's incredible, uh, Freddie. I am um, so blessed that you're on the program and uh, so blessed that uh, you've chosen, you know, just to do God's will. Uh, yes. I think that is, uh, you know, such a large piece of, of you know, you know, recovery is is doing God's will in your life now and in every moment. And uh, your your story is just one that is highly inspirational. I mean, listening to um, just just how you are, um, where you are. I think I think that's also one of the really important points. I was talking to somebody earlier, and you know without the experiences you have had, you would not be the person you are today. Absolutely. This ministry wouldn't be possible, right? Like absolutely. And absolutely. And and so I would love for you to talk a little bit about that for for to us because, you know, I mean, going from addicted, you know, uh, and um and homeless and and all of those things to to transformation to to do that for your your yourself is a wonderful step. But now to live in the present moment in that God's will and to be doing what you are doing, you know, um, speaking and, and sharing this, this wonderful story and this wonderful mission with um, a whole bunch of people, I would really, really love uh, to hear how, uh, you know, maybe even just some of the stories about, you know, and, and the reactions of some of the people that you meet, some of the, you know, you know high schoolers and, and people that you talk to, you know, about, about your life and, and, and the witness that it is and how it helps them, you know, move yes. forward. That's a great question. And um, I have a beautiful story for that. So I had my first, uh, and by the way, thank you for being on here. You're awesome. And uh, thank you for your story as well. So I had my first assembly with third to eighth grade. I'll never forget this. It was at a school in New Jersey. And I had gone down there and before I go down, I'm looking online because I believe in if you want to become a master, study other masters, right? So I'm looking online at how all these people do these skits and all this stuff. So I'm practicing skits, right? And I keep telling, keep telling my fiance, and she's like, why don't you just be yourself? She's like, skit, like, but I, you know, I ain't listening. I, I, I'm, you talk about doing as well. I'm on my will, right? I don't <laughs> even want to hear that. I want to do what I want to do, right? Right, yeah. okay. And you know how God always gives us a listening tack. Right. So <laughs> I, I, I go down there and I got and I, on the way I'm driving. I was like, I told my wife, I was like, all right, I'm going to do this skip for this long, this long. She was like, why don't you just wait till you get in? There? OK, so I get in there. Right. And it and at my standard, I didn't do as well as I needed to. But at the end, the little girl walks up to me. She's in third grade. And she says, I said to her, I say, how did I do? Right. Because I'm all nervous. I'm like, how did I do? She said, oh, no, Mr. Freddie. She's like, before you came in here, I was making bad decisions. But after hearing you today, I'm going to make better ones. Mm -hmm. And see, what that told me was God was teaching me a lesson in that. Number one, you are good enough. Don't change. I need you to be you. 
I don't need you to be everybody else. That's why I've given you this calling. And that's why I'm asking you to serve me because being who you are, I'm going to speak through you. So don't change that. Yeah. Number two, when that little girl said that, it taught me, wow, I got a real platform. And I need to make sure I'm always armored and I'm in his will, because if I'm not, I'm going to get astray. And the last time I went astray, I ended up in a dumpster. So I need to make sure that I'm keeping my mind focused, that this is the will of God and that God is speaking through me and that de- life and death are on the tongue. Yeah. You know, and that's a great point. You know, uh, it actually reminds me a little bit of the story of Moses, right? Like here's Moses right. standing before the burning bush and, he, and God's asking him to go free all the, uh, you know, captives in in Egypt, all the all, all the right. Israelites, and 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 God is sitting there, and Moses is sitting there, going, "Don't you get it? I've got a stutter. I'm not I'm not right. a perfect guy. Like like right. you really should pick somebody else uh, to do this." And, and God just keeps telling him, "No, I have chosen you. You are right. the person that can do this." And that and that's beautiful. Like 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 to know your mission and and you know what a large piece of it too is to know your weaknesses i know you were talking earlier uh, about you know that you have the addictive personality and so right. all right i've got this you know i'm going to turn the microwave on you know for 4 minutes if i don't like 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 that part of you all right i know my weakness and i know right. that i have to place that weakness in christ I have to place that weakness in christ's hands because when i do that uh, then i can use you know, weakness becomes power, right? Power Absolutely. is made perfect in weakness, and and so you know that's it's beautiful to re- for you to recognize that, and because not everybody does, you know, not everybody can say you have that true humility is really what it comes down to. It's right. having that true humility to be able to say, "All right, I get it," you know, I I'm not you know Superman. I I also have weaknesses, but I put them in you, Jesus, who is you know my, my Lord, my savior. And, and when that happens, man, mirror, it's just awesome. It's, it's so incredible. Absolutely. And that, I think that's the other piece too, is understanding that there was only one perfect person. <laughs> and I need to understand that if I don't understand that I have flaws, that means I'm not checking my ego. So the reality of it is I need to understand that I'm always serving him. It's not about Freddie. It's about serving him mm. and glorifying his name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for sharing. And you know, for people who are listening, this is a very holy week, as we call it, a time that we reflect on the life, death and resurrection of our Savior. And I think your message of hope helps people to see God at work firsthand. That's exactly what it does. It helps to see the power of Jesus Christ and the power of when we say yes to him, right? Mm-hmm. And sometimes we got to get to a bad place before we see him and his face Absolutely. and what he's doing. And that gentleman who came to you on the sidewalk that day, that gentleman was a messenger of God. Absolutely. And a person that was a connector to, for, for you to the Lord. Absolutely. So thank you to him wherever he is right now. Yes. So, yeah, exactly. So take us on the next step of the journey. So then... You know, you're, what, are you, what are you doing right now? And tell us what is it like for you to be able to share this message with everyone? So by God's grace and mercy, um, I've graduated Delaware County Community College last year during a pandemic. Uh, I finished with a 3.74 GPA and I received a full ride to Westchester University. I am now in the Honors College. I'm taking uh, 18 credits currently, including an internship. 
Um, I just was accepted into accelerated bachelor's and master's program, which means I'll graduate with graduate courses under my belt and I'm accepted into grad school. I'm currently waiting to hear about if I get this grad internship assistantship, because if I do, grad school's paid for along with having a stipend, which is a blessing. Um, I have this week, by God's grace, I have five different uh, keynote speaking events or yeah, three keynotes and two other events. Um, I have three publications coming up. I'll be in the Washington Post. I mean, it, you know, it, these are just things that, and, and, I'm, and I'm saying this, like, as I'm saying this, I'm just thinking about and anybody that might be listening is struggling. Anybody might be listening and it's sad. Anybody might be listening that, you know, they don't have the opportunity. They might not have food on their table tonight, right? Like, like people are struggling, but anybody that's struggling, please hear that, like, I was too. And, and, and it's only because of God that I've been uplifted and I'm at where I'm at. Um, so right now I'm just, I'm, I'm grinding. People ask me all the time, how you get where you got God and grind. I'm, I'm grinding. I'm staying focused. I'm praying. Um, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just realizing that where I'm at is because I've been blessed. Um, so that's what I got going on. Speaking school and the Lord. <laughs> awesome. That's so great. And um, you know, when, when, you know, when you're listening to, your, uh, you know, your voice, when you, when you, when you listen to your voice and you listen to, you know, your, your life, uh, on this podcast, uh, which I hope you'll do again. Um, you know, Absolutely. you know, just, I, I just, I just can't imagine, you know, where, you know, I mean, I mean, I mean, I, I have an idea of where you've been, mm-hmm. right. But, but now to hear where you're going, it's it's so much better than where you've been. Absolutely, you know. Um, and so and so as you, you know, take pause. I think I think that's another really big thing for listeners is you know, we we also get so sucked in. You know, I, I, you mentioned that like you know if you're struggling now, know that I was too. Like know that I was struggling too. Mm-hmm. And and I I really think that there's something to be said for like understanding that not every moment in your life is meant to be a permanent moment. Now, were there, were, were there things that have shaped you permanently? Absolutely. Right. There are things that have shaped you permanently that have made you who you are and those struggles that you've overcome. Mm -hmm. But the really important thing is to remember that those moments were only moments. Absolutely. Right. And, and now you're in a different moment. And, and, and I think it talks a lot about living in the present, not mm-hmm. living in the past and not worrying about the future. We, we spend a right. ton of time worrying about the future. I would love <laughs> your, you know, your perspective on that, too, because you're, you, know, you, you come from a privileged perspective, right? You, you come from a very privileged perspective where uh, you might be able to shed some light on, on worrying about the future and just... You know, what, what, what does that look like? Um, it's a great question. If my wife was on here, man, she would be on. So I, I, I'm here to tell you with all that I've been through, one of my flaws is I struggle with faith. One of the areas I need to be better mm-hmm. in is faith. And it's, it's, it's funny because we always look at the mountains we got to overcome, but never look at the mountains that we already overcame. Right. Like we never see that. You know, I heard this lady say one time, you know, you guys see the glory, but you don't know the story. Right. Um, what I have learned in the business I have chosen, which is speaking, 
I don't know day to day what speaking events are coming. I don't like the way this business works. It, it, it's it's until you get a name or and even at that point, one year you could have 30 and the next year you can have zero. It's just what it is. So I have a business where I have to be rooted in faith. Like, I, I mean, there's just no other way to it. And if we think about it, everything is faith. When you get in your car yes. and drive down the street mm-hmm. and you stop at the stop sign, you're hoping that that other car don't stop, don't go through the stop sign. Everything we do is faith. When we go to the store and get food, we're hoping that the uh, the grocery store has an integrity to make sure that food is clean. Everything we do is faith. That's life. So what I'm learning is, is that, and I'm having, especially through my business, because this is the best way to explain it to you, is that when I'm not getting speaking engagements, when things are not going the way I want to, do I still believe? Do I still love the Lord? Because it's easy when it's rolling. It's easy when things are good, but I need to love him when the money's not there to pay the rent. I need to love him when I don't know if I'm going to have food on my table the next day, because that's the true test of faith. You know, the story in the Bible, we're on the boat, right? And it's them and Jesus. And they keep saying, where's the fish? You said that there was going to be fish out here and there ain't no food. And then before you know it, and Jesus told them, y'all worry too much. You know, didn't I tell y'all to take care of y'all? <laughs> then before they knew it, the, the net's full of fish, right? And then he goes on and he talks about, if I take care of the birds and the bees and they're animals, you're a child of God. Why wouldn't I take care of you? So I, I, I what I have learned is, is that, Freddie, you've come this far not by mistake. You've come this far because the Lord loves you and he wants you fighting for resources on campus and colleges. He wants you doing these things. So you need to trust in him and not in man. And you need to believe that he's going to take care of you. So that's a great question. Well, you also have a heart to serve. And I I think that's part of being a disciple, Mm. isn't it? It's not Mm -hmm. just part of being disciple. It is being a disciple is when you're, you have the will to serve when you, we see outside of the boundaries of ourselves and see that we're part of something much greater. Uh, I wondered if there's somebody out there listening, you know, a lot of people are going through stuff. There could even be somebody listening right now that's struggling with addiction and with also any other issues related to it, because there's a lot of other issues that are related to addiction too, right? Absolutely. Right? So relationships, jobs, whatever. So could you speak to that person about why should they not only keep going, but why should they have faith in our Lord and Savior? So one of the things I learned about Christianity, I grew up very dogmatic. And what I thought Christianity was and what I've learned is two different things. Hear me and hear me well. The story over five years ago was that Freddie should have been. Freddie could have been. Maybe if Freddie wouldn't have done this. And then God said, no, I'm going to have Freddie travel around the country. So I want to tell you a story. I remember being downtown and I remember being spit on when I was panhandling, begging for change, right? And I kept that on me and I was angry about that. And what I learned from that was, is that when I forgive that person, I take the power out of that anger. Also forgiving that person is turning the other cheek and that's what Jesus would want me to do. So what what I did was when when I travel now and I speak, I make sure I stop and I talk to the homeless people when I'm walking building a building at these conferences. The reason I do that is to let them know I used to be you. (laughs) The only difference is that I tapped into the strength that God had me. Struggling today does not mean God has has given up on you. 
God is right there by you. We, we Sometimes as, as humans, we think that when we go through something, we're going through it alone. No, God might be seasoning you for another season and he got a blessing coming to you, but you can't receive that blessing because you're not in position. And I had to learn that a long time ago. I went pray and ask God for this and ask God for that and ask God for that. You know what I pray for now? To put me in a position to receive. I don't pray for blessings no more because I know the blessings are coming. I asked him to armor me and put me in a position to receive it. So if you're listening to this, I want you to know that the blessings are coming. When he died on that cross, he died for a reason, to ensure that you were forever a child of God and that your sins are forgiven. Just know that struggling today does not mean tomorrow. God loves you and he got you. Don't let your pain be how your perspective is on God. Judge your pain by what the book says. And what the book said is God loves you and he's going to take care of you. Amen. Also, I love your passion. I love your passion. You know, yeah, me too. Uh, that's one of my speaking flaws. I don't know how to. I don't know how to like balance. It. Don't it's ever like, turn okay. it off. Don't ever turn it off. Uh, you know, and and I I mean that. And you know, for for us this week too. Um, you know, I mean Easter's coming up, right? We got we got Easter uh, coming up. You know, on Sunday, and a lot of the really great things you're talking about, Freddie, are is just that. You know, um, that that. God is victorious, and Absolutely. and uh, as we as we work through this week, um, you know, which is Holy Week in the in the Catholic Church, we you know we 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 go through those things. We go through the hardship. We go through the things that you've been through, right? The betrayal, the mm-hmm. the, um, the the emotional distress, right? Like there's all that that comes before the resurrection, as you as you so eloquently put it, right? right. Uh, you know, all of this stuff comes before the resurrection. And, and, uh, Jesus didn't have to go through it, but he chose to go through this for us. Like, like he, Jesus didn't have to come down here. He didn't have to, but he chose to come down here and to subject himself to being spit on. Like, like, like I, 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 I'm just sitting there listening to you talk about being spit on and thinking back to Palm Sunday this past weekend and, and, and hearing in the gospel of Mark that that's what Jesus went through. Like, like, like Jesus was spit on. He was, he was hit with reeds. He was, he was beaten. He was, he was treated horribly, right? crucified. And so, you know, but, but now to be able to step into, you know, that, that, that's one of the greatest graces about being Christian is that we can step into it. And through baptism, through baptism, we step into this, this life of Christ. We, we, yes, we go through the death, but we also get to live in the resurrection. And that is so beautiful. And I, and I just want to draw that out for people because, you know, what you're talking about is so, so aligned with, um, with, with Christ, you know, you know, walking through what you went through and now doing what you're doing, um, is really right out of the acts of the apostles, right? Like you're out there now spreading the gospel, uh, and spreading hope and faith. And, you know, so, so I would love for you to just tell us some more stories, if you have them, about, uh, you know, people who have been encountered, you know, your ministry, uh, and, and you know, how, how they might be leaving changed, and, you know, or even some of the core messages that you share with them. Like, you know, when somebody approaches you after and says, hey, I'm dealing with this or dealing with that, you know, what what are some of those messages that you give people one on one to really um, 
you know, empower them to to step into Greece? Because as you well know, it's not just it's not a straight line, right? You you've been through you know a little bit more than a straight Absolutely. line to to the end. So I'd love for you to kind of address that winding path for people. So um, it would be easy for me to tell you the things that the students say. You know, I get emails, Freddie, thank you for sharing your story. I'm going through the same way, but I'm going to tell you one that hit home for me. There was an administrator at a school that reached out to me and said, thank you for sharing your story. I'm struggling with this certain addiction. That, that hit home for me because this administrator, I looked at it a certain way and revered. But when that person told me this, I revered them even more because they showed me that they're human. And I think a lot of times, especially, and you know this being Christians, we live in a world where it's like you could be Christian uh, at eight o'clock, but when you clock in, I need you not to be Christian until you clock out, right? Like, 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 you know, we live in a world where we have, we can't pray in church, but when we have a school shooting, everybody's on the front yard with the vigil. Right. So like we know that like what we deal with as Christians, that's unargued. Right. So it is such a blessing and a gift that when I share something, somebody that's in a higher position than me, somebody that actually has a, a type of authority over me comes to me as human and say, what you just shared, I can relate to. Thank you for helping me. Or how can you how can you help me get through this? That's what I like about it, because it equals the playing field. See, that's what God can do. He can, you know, and it says in there about, you know, he t- what was uh, the, what was meant for bad in the world, he turns good. The greatest thing about God is my pain, my greatest pain became my greatest calling. And it took me a long time to realize that. So like when I'm at a conference and I, me and my wife, we were coming back from uh, this conference, I had food and I, I, I didn't really want it. And it was still warm and I gave it to the homeless guy, right? And I'll never forget, and I handed it to him. He said, man, it's still warm, thank you. It's that type of stuff for me, right? Like it, it, when, when people walk up to me at the end, I'm grateful, trust me. But it's when people reach out that are either a little higher than me or bigger education or, or in rooms that I can't get in say to me, thank you. Like, I appreciate you. Like this helped my son. It, it's that type of stuff that just hits my heart. Mm. Yeah, that's incredible. And I know- that somebody's listening right now might be thinking the same thing, you know, right. that, that you could help them in some way. So if somebody's listening and they would like to get in touch with you in some Absolutely. way, maybe for a speaking engagement, Absolutely. maybe something to do with a one-on-one, you know, discussion, Absolutely. Uh, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you? The message LLC.com. Great. Easy. Find me everywhere. Just type in the message LLC and just know you're not a mistake. You're meant to be here for a reason. We all have gifts. There's a reason there's nurses, doctors, lawyers, and pastors. We all have gifts. Mm, Gifts and talents. Amen. Absolutely. So it looks like you have done talks for schools, for businesses, for organizations. Yes. Yes. So if somebody's listening and thinking, like, tell us more about some of the places that you've already talked at and- Mm -hmm. And what has that been like? And if they have a nonprofit or a business, uh, you know, what uh, what are the nature of your talks? Do you do like maybe a, a one hour talk, two hours? I mean, how does that usually work? Thank you for asking me. Um, I'm humbled to talk about it. You know, it's funny. I don't really get these questions. 
I, this is almost it. I don't. I haven't gotten this unless I'm in like a uh, uh, like <laughs> asking me. So it's it's cool to get this stuff. You know what I mean? It's cool to get this. So this is how it works. Um, right now, obviously we're virtual. Um, so everything's been done by Zoom. But I speak on a variety of things. Number one, I share my story. Obviously, the other thing I do is I do a workshop called Creating Healthy Lifestyles for Students in Recovery, where I break down to educators how to get the best fruits out of students who have mental health and substance use and how to educate them. Another conversation I do is um, my journey through the addiction uh, treatment system as an African-American man. And what I do is I come into these, these facilities, businesses, HR departments, those type of things, and I explain to them the, the, the importance of diversity, inclusion, and equity. Because we can say diversity and inclusion, but are we given equity? You know, like like just because you're at the table don't mean your voice matter at the table. Right. So I'm on that part. Um, And I also what I also do is, too, is I come in and I speak to populations that. So say you have a business and you don't know if they have a mental health or substance abuse issue. They bring me in. I share my story and I speak to them about. These are the different uh, areas that you might see issues. These are the different things that you need to address. And I make sure that they're not just checking those boxes, but they're actually checking. So those are the different topics I have. Mm. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And and do you talk mostly in the greater Philadelphia area? Do you get into Delaware, New York, or New Jersey? Or yes. will, you go, will you go anywhere? I know that right now you said it's virtual. Right. So really, you could talk to anybody. I mean, right. anybody in the, in the country. Yes. Um, I've done. I've been very blessed. I just spoke virtually in California, Houston. I, I, I like virtually the world's open, but as far as travel, I'll go anywhere. Before COVID, I had got asked to speak at a school in, in uh, Nigeria, but COVID stepped in and, and that's not a door that God wanted me to walk through. Um, but that's not over. It's just not happening right now. Uh, so yeah, I, I speak everywhere. I I just, today I spoke at Montgomery County Community College. I'll do a keynote for them. Shout out to Christine Morris, Blessed Woman, uh, Craig Smith, everybody at Montgomery, Karen Mutra. There's so many people to name. Uh, tomorrow, by God's grace, I'm doing a real college event with Dr. Sarah Goldridge Rob. They're putting out the report about students that are struggling, and they're asking me to share my story as a student uh, that needs these critical services. So that's what I do. I, I fight policymakers to not hoard. I ask them to share because that's what Jesus taught us mm, to share. Amen. <laughs> right? Like I ask them that. Okay, you're rich. You're pro. I, let me tell you the story. I, I would love to tell you. Yeah. So when this first thing, COVID first happened, I had talked to an administrator and I was crying. And they said to me, Freddie, why are you crying? You're doing well. Life's good. I said, wait a minute. I said, yeah, your profile changed. You're eating elderberry. You're traveling the country. You're eating steak and filet and your CV has been updated. But what about the kids that ain't? What about the children that come home tonight and there is no food on the kitchen table? What about the children whose mom or dad are in jail? See, I'm not in this just for check. I'm in this to serve God and to make sure that these students can be all they can be. So that's why I've chosen this field is that I'm fighting for resources. I'm fighting for when we're in these rooms of policy, we're allocating funding to the health department. We're allocating funding to the Bible groups. We're allocating funding to these different things. So that's what God has given me. He's given me a gift to fight for fairness on campus. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. Needs to be done. Yeah, and... And you know that's that's a beautiful um, that's a beautiful thing you just said because I I think 
a lot of people, once they, you know, quote unquote, make it, right? right. Once, once you make it, you kind of, well, forget about the fact that you, where you came from. And, and, and I, and I don't think that's possible with where you came from in, you know, you know, you know, you can't forget about that. And that is a huge blessing. Uh, and so if there's somebody out there listening to this, uh, I really encourage you, you know, especially in the final, uh, days of, of Holy Week, you know, kind of in this self-examination, you know, you might, you might be a business owner, you might be, uh, you know, a pastor or something like that. Re- remember where you came from with your struggles and with your imperfections and with and with all that because because I think your story, Freddie, is such a um is it is such an inspiration that it can help people say, you know what, everybody matters. I you know I I liked how you used the word equity. You know, you, you, that, that is a beautiful concept. I think it's a word we need to use more often. Absolutely. Uh, you know, we, we, we talk a lot about diversity. We talk a lot about inclusion, but are we, are we giving people the equity to, to sit and have an equal part of the pie, no matter where you've come from, it doesn't matter where you have come from, right? Yes, you're you're hundred percent right. And, 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 and Jesus does that. Jesus says, you know what? You matter. I, I died for you, right? You get a, you get a share of, of my, my, my father's house, right? Isn't that what it says in the gospel? Like I've gone ahead, prepared a room for you, right? You've got a room. Right. So, so, so I think that for people out there listening, it can be a really important point to, especially if you're in a top level, you know, you're working with administrators. If you're in a top level administrative position, examine the equity in your organization, right? Examine the equity and, and look at it from a Christ centered perspective. Yes. And when you do, you know, you, you are going to see benefits beyond benefits uh, you know, and, 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 and this is not about, um, you know, you know, it, 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 it's beyond the token inclusion. It's beyond the token. Oh, let's check the box. Right. Um, uh, and, and I just love what you're doing, Freddie. Thank you so much for being here, man. This has been Thank you. phenomenal. I, I would love to, uh, tell you, if I may, I would love to tell yeah. you all the story about how it started. Please do. Yeah, please. Um, so I would be remiss, and it behooves me to tell this part of it. When I knew, I, when I was told I had this gift, they told me to get an LLC. So I found out on Google how to get an LLC. And I had it up on a Sunday afternoon. I will never forget a Sunday afternoon. And I had it up, and all I had to do was hit enter to submit it. And I said to uh, Kim, that's my fiance, she came in, and I said, all right, Kim, I can't do it. She said, what? I said, yeah, I said, I can't commit to my past, things I'm ashamed of. I, I, I ain't no way I can do this. She said, Freddie, you have a gift. It would be selfish for you not to share it with the word. Hit the button and let's go. Thank God. Thank the Lord that he put it in her to believe in me. Because her doing that has changed the natural course of our lives. Thank God. 
I didn't always believe so because I because I want people to hear this. I'm, somebody is listening to this. They got a gift and they have an invention. They have a creation. God made you for a reason. Hear me. I didn't even believe in my gift, but somebody supported me. So I'm, I'm giving you this from the throne of failure and from the throne of lessons. Whatever gift and invention you got, go ahead and create that. We need you. Needs to be said. And I want to thank your wife too and say hello to her. Maybe she's oh, yeah. listening right yeah, now. Kim, 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 hello, like, yeah, Kim. Yeah. I call her the big home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's unbelievable. She's the, one of the best human beings I've ever met. Um, she just recently had given her heart to the Lord a couple of years ago. Mm, praise uh, God. Yeah, she grew up in the doctrine, but didn't understand it. And now together we've been able to mold that and, you know, taking her through the Bible and just praying. And, you know, it just, she's, she's a blessing. She, she literally helped change my life and I'm forever grateful for it. Mm. I can't help but think, and I have to say this on another note, is that if somebody's listening and they're from a church, a pastor, somebody mm -hmm. who's in a ministry or a nonprofit, yes. Freddie is the guy that you want to come and talk either online or come and talk to your church too. Do you do that? Have you done anything with that? I have too? never spoken at a church, but I want to. Yeah. That is my I, next I, thing. I, maybe I'm that messenger. I don't know, yes. but I'm thinking that. I'm thinking yes. that would be amazing to have you talk to a ministry or a Absolutely. church. Absolutely. Call me. I would love to speak <laughs> at a church. I, I've never done that. I, I would love because and another thing is too, I need to be honest about this. You know, you got to understand every school is not, doesn't want to hear God. That's right? right. Yeah. So I had a couple that reached out and they wanted to tone the message down. I said, you know, thank you, but we don't work because mm -hmm. I got here by the Lord. And if I can't bring that up, then I, I'm not for you. Jesus yeah. signs my paycheck, not you. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Yeah. I love it. Well, uh, on that note, I mean, I myself am the director of a nonprofit. Let's talk. We'll talk later Absolutely. on. But I mean, uh, Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, that, 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 that I think we could definitely find a place for you to, to talk to us about your story. I would love to. I'd be honored to. Thank you. And maybe Bill, you know, we have a lot of connections in that whole world. Don't you think he'd be amazing yes. to talk oh. about his faith journey? Oh, absolutely. There's there's so many ideas flipping through my mind on on uh, how we can and 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 you know the fact that uh, you you and you like the Green Bay Packers and I'm and I live in Wisconsin. Uh, you know, I mean, I I'm an Eagles fan living in Wisconsin and you're a you're a Packers fan living in uh, you know Philadelphia. But I mean, you know those those things uh, you know in some way shape or form line up. Uh, we you know put put them together. But um, I I really. Um, I, I'm really impressed by your story, and I'm and I'm impressed by your faith. I'm impressed by the the openness that you have, and and living your uh, living living the gospel to the best of your ability, putting it into action, telling telling people, you know, if 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 I can't bring up the the God who rescued me, the God who saved me, I'm not for you. Like, like that takes a lot of courage in today's society to be able to say, you know what? Um, I, I'm not going to water down my message. I'm not going to uh, say something contrary to my, my heart and what I believe. And folks, there aren't many people out there in the world that, that do that anymore. And so, yeah. um, you know, I, there really aren't they're just, they're just no, you're right, Bill. It's so uh, true. And it's easier to go along with what the rest of the world well, says. Right, right? Well, the, the love of money is the root of all evil. Mm -hmm. Right. And, Amen. And, 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 and it's easy to get caught up in the comfortability. 
You know what I mean? Being, you know, having money provides certain comforts. Amen. But what I know is them comforts aren't the glory of heaven. That's only short term. Mm. And, and, and let me add this in. I used to really believe my life got better because I had a better degree. I had a better car, I had a better house. I had a better looking girlfriend. I used to think that. I realized my life got better because I became a better person. The Lord did that. So I, I, I forgive them for they know not what they do. <laughs> I forgive right, them. Right, right. You know, they think that that stuff is, is forever, but it's not. I, I, I remember somebody telling me um, some people are so poor, all they have is money. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because, you know, our faith and when we come face to face with our own mortality, like you did, and you see the face of God and other people and those angels, as you called them, that God provides. Um, now, here we are, you know, as I said, we're going to be celebrating Easter Yes. And we're going to be ending this podcast in about five minutes or so. Yes. Um, I thought maybe toward the end of this podcast, can you share with us what does Easter mean to you? What does the resurrection of Jesus Christ mean in your life? Um, for me, it, it's real simple. Thank you, Jesus. Because mm. <laughs> without him, without him resurrecting, I don't know where I'd be. I probably wouldn't be here. <laughs> I mean, I, I just know left to my own accord and my own devices. I don't need other people to mess my life up. Um, I, I don't thank, thank the Lord. What type of, think about how unselfish that is to give your only son. Oh yeah. And then for you to walk, I know I don't even like being cold at night. I get, you want to see how good my faith is? Let me not have ranch dressing and, and, and the pizza's done, right? But for that man to get beat up, spit on, and then be on the cross and say, forgive him. Mm -hmm. I, 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 I feel like I'm on the greatest, you know, this old football term, the greatest show on turf. I'm, I, I, I'm just, man, I'm blessed. I really should be walking around sad. I really should be walking around worried. For what? <laughs> Oh man, Easter means to me. Easter's a celebration. Easter is, man, listen, let wifey cook up some good food. We got some land. We got, man, what? <laughs> That's so yeah. awesome. And, and thank you for your emails. I need to tell you, your emails are such a blessing because I deal with all these business emails. So it's like, best, thank you, salute, all this. When you sent me the email and it said, oh man, glory be to God, I was downstairs like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think honestly, I know that you've done a lot in the business world and, right. and, and just a lot in the world in general. Right. I hope that this podcast is the beginning for you to get into the world of churches and nonprofits and, yes. and, and, you know, speaking freely about what the Lord has done for you. So, yes, I would love that. Cause I, thank you. You know, it's even Jesus had a job, right? So, <laughs> you know, I, 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 you got to keep the lights running, but I'm telling you, there's nothing like speaking in that in that holy that sanctuary mm -hmm. there's nothing like that knowing that we all speak that same language mm -hmm. that's right right Absolutely. people need your message thank yeah. you so much thank, thank you. you thank y'all for having me i'm <laughs> honored i'm <laughs> yeah i'm ready to go i got homework to do too <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome uh, it's gotta come back again yes absolutely just let me know when you need mm. me that's done Hey, uh, please, before you go and before we go, uh, make sure that you let people know, again, the website, email, anything that you want to tell them uh, so that they can, um, you know, reach out to you and, and you know, get in touch with you and, and all that. The Message LLC. Google that. 
You can follow me on YouTube. I need, tw I, I definitely need Twitter followers. Uh, but my web, my my website will tell you everything. Uh, please follow me. I would love to connect with you. I'm here to help. I'm here to serve. Thank you, and glory be to God. Glory be to God. And my favorite verse is, "To much is given, much is required." Mm, oh. And you're living it. God bless you. Yeah. Thank you so much, Freddie. Yes. Thank you. Y'all have Happy a wonderful Easter. day. Happy Easter. Enjoy. Bye-bye. <laughs> All right. Well, folks, say thank you so much for joining us tonight on the Sewing Hope podcast. And uh, we'll be with you uh, once more on Holy Thursday. But until then, keep beating to your Catholic heart and sowing hope into broken hearts. Thanks for listening to this episode of Sewing Hope on Patchwork Heart Radio. For more information about this podcast and our ministries, visit our websites patchworkheart.org and andesantis.com You can also follow and interact with us on Twitter at PWH Ministry or andesantis2. Over 2,000 years ago, two disillusioned disciples walked along a dusty road to Emmaus. They had just witnessed Jesus, their friend and leader, whom they hoped to be the Messiah, suffer a gruesome death by crucifixion. Doubt, fear, and uncertainty clouded their conversation as they journeyed home questioning the future. Until something miraculous happened. The risen Jesus appeared and answered their questions. Today, many young Catholics step onto college campuses with numerous questions about their faith, yearning to know if the seed of faith given to them as a child is both true and practical. Using the miracle on the road to Emmaus as a model, young adult ministers conversed weekly for three months with college students about the most pressing questions they had about the Catholic faith. As they journeyed together virtually, something amazing happened. Doubts disappeared, fears faded, and Jesus revealed that he is still alive. Hearts Burning Within Us, the latest book from Patchwork Heart Ministry, scheduled to be released in the summer of 2021, is a result of that grace-infused conversation. To pre-order your copy and help spread the word about the book, visit patchworkheart.org. <laughs>